When you're planning a trip, either for vacation or business, there's a lot to get done before you leave. And one thing that should be at the top of your list as a pet parent is making sure your pet is well cared for while you're away. Bob Ryder from Positive Transformation says a pet sitter is a great way to go, especially for those pets who are easily stressed. Ryder says don't just grab any old Joe who calls himself a pet sitter off of Craigslist. There are reliable resources to help you find a pet sitter you can trust. There is a professional association that's called the Association of Pet Care Professionals. They even offer a certification, and they have listings where you can look up, I think, by your zip code, people who are who have the certification or provide the service in your area. And, of course, with anyone, whether it's somebody through um, an association or just somebody who have, advertises locally, someone you might see um, advertising at your vet's office, for example, you'd want to call for references and have them come and meet your pet in person so that you make sure things get off to a good start. Most animals respond positively to familiar folks, so consider a trustworthy friend or family member. The more you can keep comfortable and familiar and the same uh, so that the animal knows just what to expect, the better off everyone is. More stress equals more potential problems. So call in a few favors from those loved ones who adore your pets. If you have tropical fish that need sitting, you've got to make sure your sitter understands the intricacies of the environment inside the tank. Have somebody come over and you know, maybe even for a few times before you have to go out of town and watch you do, watch the owner go through the routine of care. I would leave detailed notes. Probably there's test strips to see if the alkalinity or salinity and so forth are all right. Have somebody watch you do it first, then have the owner watch that person do it, make sure they get it right, ask a few questions to make sure they're processing the information correctly. And then finally, you know, you can leave your phone number if they have any questions while you're going away. But I'd want to I'd want to see somebody getting it right with any animal, dogs, cats, fish, parakeets, whatever, so that they've done the routine a few times instead of just trying to interpret quickly written notes as you're on your way out the door. And, oh, my gosh, I forgot to tell them where the fish food is. If you're unable to find a pet sitter that suits your needs, writer says you'll need to consider a kennel for your cat, dog or other furry friend. Don't just drop off your dog, cat, or ferret out of the blue and hightail it to Vegas. You've got to do your due diligence here, too. I'm a big fan of successive approximation and trial runs. My first move, if I were considering a kennel, would be to visit the address myself without the animal present. Just ask if I can have a tour. I might call ahead if I think I'll be there at a busy time or to see when a good time would be. But just ask if I can have a tour of the facility. I'd want to see, are the staff all soft-spoken and gentle with the animals, or might I mistake the place for Paris Island with my eyes closed? I'd want to see, do the dogs all seem kind of calm and relaxed and well-managed? Are the, the number of dogs to the number of staff at a level that seems manageable? Do all dogs get to be out at the same time figuring out what to do with themselves, or cats for that matter? Or are they arranged in appropriate playgroups of two or perhaps three animals who get along well and then they're rotated in and out of time to be together? Then if everything looks good on a first inspection, I might ask to bring my dog for a trial run where I have no intention of leaving, but just see how they get along, let them sniff, let them interact with a few people, get a few treats, have a good time, come home. Same thing with a dog or a cat, I think. And then if everything goes well with those two criteria, and then a trial run where the dog or the cat stays for a day and I pick them up before they stay overnight, finally an overnight stay if that's in the cards. 
the old saying about a, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure really applies because it's so easy, so, so easy to cause a problem with just one or two bad experiences that's difficult to deal with for the rest of an animal's life. If you do board, you'll need to guard against the possibility of kennel cough, which covers a variety of infections, both bacterial and viral, that causes inflammation in a dog's windpipe and voice box. It's kind of like a chest cold in humans. Before you drop your dog at the boarding kennel, take your pooch to the vet for vaccinations against exposure. Since cats can catch the infection from dogs, it's a good idea to protect your feline with vaccinations, too. As for ferrets, they have sensitive respiratory systems and can catch kennel cough from dogs and cats, so have your boarding facility keep your ferret away from other species, if possible. It's still a good idea to see your vet about vaccinating your ferret. Whether you board or have a pet sitter, Bob Ryder advises you take some time to prepare your pet for your eventual separation. Doing so will help cut down on the animal's stress. I'm a big fan of low drama events when there are important things going on. Emotions are contagious, both among humans and from humans to animals. So if you're going to be gone for a while, build your animal up to that experience. First, just by jingling your keys, putting on your coat, and then taking them off again. It's no big deal. Go outside, come back in again, be gone for a few minutes, be gone for an hour, come back and, and just monitor how is your animal doing with these separations. Also, of course, the animals are carefully confined to certain parts of the room or the house or, or into a kennel or crate where they're prevented from hurting themselves or the house getting into things that they shouldn't be getting into. And all of that should be in place well before you're going out on your trip. You'd want to know that the animal's just fine diving into the kennel for a few hours before you go. And then if you're going to be gone for any length of time, having the new person come and show up to take care of your cat, your dog, while you're going to be home that evening. So you come back and they think, oh, that was no big deal. Mom's back. And sometimes she's gone longer than others. When you do finally set off on your trip, you can help maintain the drama-free atmosphere by occasionally Skyping with your furry pal. And don't forget to leave your pet sitter or kennel your emergency contact information, plus your veterinarian's contact info as well. If you plan your pet stay as well as you plan your trip, everyone should stay happy and healthy.